Welcome to the Talk of Fame Network. I got a good deal on those boys. The scout said they showed a lot of promise. With your Hall of Fame voters. Don't act like you're not impressed. Ron Borges. You want to punch me right now, but you won't. Rick Gosselin. I don't know what we're yelling about! And Clark Judge. What in God's holy name are you blathering about? On SB Nation Radio. Gotta love that song. It's Eric Burden and the Animals. And guys, you have any idea why we're playing that? Do you have any idea what happened in Monterey last weekend, Goose? No clue. 50th anniversary of the Monterey Pop Festival. And, and guys, I don't know what you think, but, you know, forget Woodstock, Farm Aid, Live Aid, Rite Aid, whatever. Uh, I think that would have been the concert to go to. And Goose, I, I know you like music. We've talked about it before. But here at that concert, you had the Who exploding into fire. Hendrix, Mamas and the Papas, Big Brother. Of course, Janis Joplin was with him. Uh, the birds in the airplane flying. Um, and, and you didn't have the mud, didn't have the heat, didn't have the 500,000 people and the gridlock on New York State Thruway. Pretty nice deal. Clark, a little known fact. Two weeks after Woodstock, the next major musical extravaganza, the Texas International Pop Festival, was held right here in my own little Dallas suburb of Louisville. Led Zeppelin, Santana, wow. Janis Joplin, B.B. King, Herbie Mann, Chicago Transit Authority, Sly and the Family Stone, Grand Funk Railroad, Sam and Dave, and Kirk, we even had a warm-up act here by the name of Naz. Whoa, Todd Rundgren, yes. <laughs> but as you said, little-known fact. Hey, Ron, you're back from Aaron, Wisconsin. Welcome back. Thank Found you. Found a landline. Bet you would have taken Monterey over Aaron last weekend, right? Uh, I would take Monterey over most places, to tell you the truth. Uh, <laughs> although my recollection of Woodstock was there was a lot of extra activities going on there that were probably more enjoyable <laughs> Anything that was happening. Well, at, uh, if, if you recall Monterey. that, Ron, you clearly were not there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just well, read about it, you know? Yeah, I just read about it. Well, we can wish we were in Monterey, but the fact of the matter is today, actually today, we're in the AFC East. And to prove it, we have New England cornerback Stefan Gilmore, Miami head coach Adam Gase, and former Jets pass rusher and Hall of Fame candidate Joe Klecko as today's guest in the seventh of our eight-part divisional series. Uh, hey, guys, I, I argued Klecko's Hall of Fame case in our first programs, and you guys gave me a lot of static. Goose? You gonna give Joe a hard time too today, yeah, Clark? I'm guessing Klecko will make a stronger case for himself than you did. <laughs> Ouch! Ouch! What Whoa. a beating! Goose That's the way Klecko used swinging. to pin opposing guys to the ground. Clark, he just pinned you <laughs> oh, flat. Wow. Pancake. You gonna give him a hard time, Ronnie? <laughs> oh, I love the guy. I love the guy. He's no Fred Smurless, but what the heck? <laughs> he is no Fred Smurless. But you know what I say? Hey, say it ain't Joe. So Joe, you are Hall of Fame worthy. Anyway, coming up. That's going to be Stefan Gilmore, Adam Gase, and yeah, it's going to be Joe Klecko and your Hall of Fame guys right after this. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. With Quicken Loans, our simple process helps you understand all the details so you can be confident that you're getting the right mortgage. Call 800-QUICKEN or go completely online with Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 3.875%, APR 4.23%. Call 800-QUICKEN or get started online at rocketmortgage.com. Apply simply, understand fully, mortgage confidently. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org, number 3030. Introducing the new Lucky Charm Shake at Burger King. It's a mix of hand-spun vanilla-flavored soft serve, tasty bits of Lucky Charm cereal, and memories of watching Saturday morning cartoons in your PJs. The new Lucky Charm Shake at Burger King. Relive your childhood in a cup. Maybe it's the magical marshmallow pieces flying up your straw. Maybe it's the magically delicious taste. Whatever the reason, it's a good reason to head over to a Burger King restaurant and try one now. Only at Burger King. Also, try the Fruit Loop Shake now at Burger King. Shakes available for a limited time only. Participation varies. 
This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and Clark Judge. They are who we thought they were. Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Gillette. That would be the makers of Ron's favorite stadium. 40 million Americans wake up to a Gillette shave, which is great, but you know what? This is better. Now Gillette is working to bring you America's number one shave at lower prices. Go to GilletteOnDemand.com and get your first and fourth orders free. Yeah, I'd say that was a lower price. Anyway, that is good. Hey, um, did you guys see that story about the um, uh, Bears a season ticket holder who was wearing uh, Green Bay gear trying to get in the yeah. field? And Yeah, they, he, he's now suing over their dress code. You saw it, Ronnie? I did see it. And uh, the thing that struck me is since uh, when did your clothes have to be cleared by the Secretary <laughs> of Haberdashery of the NFL to get into a football game? Officious <laughs> fools that they have become. They had to worry about their team. Well, you know, if that's, they, if that's, the team was better, they'd want to wear Bears gear. Well, if they were worried about their team, would they have drafted Mitch Trubisky with the second pick, huh? Well, you raise a damn good point, don't you? <laughs> Well, what Ron's talking about, anyways, it seems this uh, this guy who is, as I said, a Bears season ticket holder, he was involved in um, some kind of season ticket holder rewards program where they have limited access to the field for pregame warm-ups. Way to reward them. Way to reward them. <laughs> yeah. Throw them on the ground and rip their shirt off. I think the, the Bears had limited access to the field for pregame warm-ups, right? That's where they played last year. Um, but th- that seemed to be no problem except, well, Ron, as you mentioned, he wore a Packers jersey after he was told not to. And, of course, the result... He's banned from the field. <laughs> banned from the field. Now he's suing the Bears. Boy, uh, Ron, I- I'm not sure who's got it worse this year. Is it going to be Bear fans or is it going to be the Jets fans? <laughs> I know. It, it's, it, you can't really see the guy. I don't, maybe he can win. I don't. I mean, is, is a shirt yeah, free speech? I, you know, I don't know these days anymore what free speech is, but it's just like the Bears got nothing better to do than this. <laughs> Wrestle with their fans? Yeah, harass their fans. Stupid. Yeah, hey, Goose, would they do this in Dallas? Hey, forget about the Packers jerseys. I got a tip for you. Don't show up at an Eagles game wearing a Cowboys jersey. Oh. Forget about the sideline. You won't even make it through the parking lot. Oh, you are correct about that. Do you remember when Terrell Owens came back for his first game in 96, I think? And they were trashing everything. Goose, it didn't make any difference whether you had an Owens Cowboys jersey or an Owens Eagles jersey. They were all on fire in the parking lot. Everything was on fire. In fact, they were trashing a, a car in front of me when I was trying to park. Um, hey, Ronnie, um, yes, one sir. other question here. I mean, you know, what happens for you or and to you when you show up at those Patriots games with that Derek Carr number four jersey? To me? Yeah. Not a damn thing. Do you? You, don't get, you probably can, get pants. <laughs> can you get on the field? They harass you? Do they harass you in New England, Ron? They, they, they do not harass me. They, they harass me when I'm not around. But when I show up, suddenly, <laughs> oh, Mr. Borges, how are well, you? I love your stuff. Love yeah, your stuff. That's Good the way it goes. Anyway, Can I have a jersey like that, sir? A bizarre story. Oh, uh, and, and one other thing, by the way, this season ticket holder, and I guess the guy's name was Russell Beckman, uh, he apparently appealed to Roger Goodell by letter. But he said he never heard from him, Goose. Stunning, huh? Stunning. <laughs> Clark, about all those letters you sent to Goodell pleading for mercy for Tom Brady were answered <laughs> as well. Am I right? You are right. I'm wearing my Tom Brady jersey right now. I can wear it at home. I can wear it anywhere. I can wear it to Patriots games. Um, Goose, w- when you're at home, do you wear jerseys? Do you wear Tony Romo jerseys? If you ever see me wearing an NFL jersey, it'll be number 81 of the Detroit Lions, not the number oh. nine of Tony Romo. And who is number 81, Ron? Uh, who is the number eight? Galvin night, Johnson? The night, night train lane. Yeah, that was a good call. Eighty-one for a cornerback. I love it. I love it too. 
Well, anyway, uh, enough about that. Uh, last Couldn't to talk wear about that number to... today, boys. Yeah, you're right. It'd be ripped from him sh- from him as if he was a Bears fan. It'd be ripped <laughs> off his back. Especially <laughs> if he tried to get into a Bears game that way. If he wore um, a Packers jersey to a Lions game, that probably would be really bad. Since well, he plays did, the did, I want to ask you about some other things here. And, and there was another uh, Bear who was in the news. Um, and not much of a Bear, but he certainly he played there. Jared Allen, he's up for the Hall of Fame in, who thinks, 2021. But anyway, see where he says he doesn't spend time thinking about Canton. Um, and considering he's not eligible for another four years, I think that's probably why. So, Goose, your Dr. Data, if he went to you, um, as draft prospects do with GMs and scouts, and said, hey, Doc, um, what are my chances of getting into the hall? What are my chances of getting to Canton? What would you tell him? Well, the selection committee loves pass rushers, so I tell him there's reason for optimism. You know, there, there's been an edge pass rusher enshrined in nine of the last ten draft classes. Allen ranks 14th on the all-time sack list, and the 11 guys ahead of him who are eligible for Canton are all enshrined in Canton. The other two, Julius Peppers, Demarcus Weir, aren't eligible yet. Second, the quarterback has become a quick ticket to Canton. I'd say his chances are better than mine, but that ain't saying much. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, guys, how often did you watch Jared Allen and lean back in your chair and think, Hall of Famer? I did not have that experience. Only when he was playing on my fantasy football team. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of Canton, and we do that a lot on the show, uh, former Dallas evaluator and friend of the show, that would be Gil Brandt, he put out a list of his top 15 quarterbacks of all time, and that was on NFL.com. Did you guys see it? Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I did too. And I'm trying to forget it ever since I looked at it. Yeah, I, I'm sorry, guys, but Johnny Unitas, the seventh best quarterback in history? Roger Staubach, the eighth? Goose, try to explain hey, every, this one to me. Everyone has a different list doesn't make anyone's list right or wrong. These are, after all, mere opinions, not absolutes. If Gil Brandt was always right in his evaluations, the Cowboys would never have had a bad draft, and the 1980s did not smile at him or the Cowboys. Ouch. Goose with the fastball, the high heat. Ronnie? Boy, now, now there's a guy trying to act like a reasonable man while just throwing <laughs> right at your head. Yeah. Way to go, Gooseman. Uh, <laughs> the way I looked at that list is simple. Gil is not a millennial, but he wishes he was. That's yeah, the <laughs> yeah there are a lot of modern-day players in there. Yeah, you are not going to be 25 again, Gil, so stop it. Hey, Gooseman, if, if we could reach Gil right now, if you had him on the phone right now, what would you say to him? Where's Bart Starr? Still yeah. holding that quarterback sneak in the ice bowl against him? Good question. Ronnie, uh, you got I a would say just one Gil? thing. Gil, when did your eyes go bad? <laughs> <laughs> you want to try my glasses? <laughs> what the hell is he talking about, you know? I mean... Troy but, Aikman better than Sammy Baugh? Oh, jeez. Let me tell you, if Sammy was still living on that on that ranch down there in Texas and Gil knew it, he wouldn't have said that because Sammy Baugh would have driven in his pickup truck over there and found him and pinned him <laughs> to the ground. He would have punted, <laughs> Gil, the length of Texas. He would have. And then he would have found Aikman and punted him, too. Yeah. <laughs> he had Favre ahead of Unitas, too. Ooh, man. Oh, man. Um, that's but Ron, beyond stupid. I, I, I will say it was beyond stupid until I got to numero uno. Speaking of stupid, that? Tom Brady. That's, uh, again, catering to the millennial class. <laughs> we'll have no memories. Okay. It didn't well, happen yesterday. It never happened. That's correct. Um, on another Hall of Fame topic, Goose, Jason Taylor was in the news. He chose Jimmy Johnson, friend of the show, to be his presenter at Canton. Jason Taylor's also a friend of the show. Um, I thought he might choose mm, maybe uh, Tom Brady after Tom wrote a letter on his behalf last year. But no, it was Jimmy. Goose? Without Jimmy... Tom Brady has no letter to write. Johnson took this reed-thin pass rusher out of Akron in the third round, stuck him in there as a rookie, told him, don't worry about the scheme, just go get the passer, 
and few did it better than Taylor in NFL history. Well, we've had Jimmy on here before, and he regaled us with what was it, guys, like 20 minutes of uh, great dialogue. He, he, he's a great guy, and, and Goose, I think he should be a tremendous presenter. I mean, he's a terrific talker. we got to get him on again. That guy yeah. can talk. I mean, the oh, stories he know. can tell. Oh, Goose? The best part will be Jimmy and Jerry Jones on the same stage for induction. Lots of Cowboy fans watching that night will be wondering what might have been had the two been able to coexist in the same building. Is that, that going to be a pay-per-view have... run? You know, they would have been able to coexist if the Goose Man wasn't lurking around the edges <laughs> trying to right. lead them into saying things in the dark of night that would get them in trouble when the sun came up. Join the Cowboy Nation and blame me. Exactly. <laughs> would you put that, Ron, would you put that so. on pay-per-view? You put those two guys on pay-per-view? <laughs> Michael you know, Buffer say. I, I don't know who to pick on that one, but, but Jerry would be shifty. He'd be a little slick. Yeah, he would be slick. Well, I mean, and, and <laughs> lastly, since you mentioned that about Goose, also there for that breakup was Ed Werder. And, you know, I'm, I, I don't want to rub this in, Ronnie, but uh, Ed's formerly of ESPN. He was chosen to the hall by the Pro Football Writers Association last week over a handful of candidates, including, well, our own Ron Borges. Congratulations to Ed. But, Ron, got to be honest with you, feel for you. You've been there. You've done it. You're held stassin. Yeah, you got to say a lot for a writer's group that keeps putting TV people in. That's pretty good. <laughs> I wonder when the TV people are going to start putting the writers in. We all own a television. Is that all it takes? Well, at least you won't have to suffer the indignity of Goose when he was elected in 2004. And Goose, remember this? A writer told you, hey, congratulations. I didn't vote for you, but uh, congratulations. And that's a true story. Yeah, trust me, Clark. There's no indignity when they open the doors for you and Canton. Ask Marvin Harrison. Well, I see Derek waving his hands at producer Derek Burns. And that means it's time for our guest. First up, it's New England cornerback Stefan Gilmore, who goes from Buffalo, where they haven't reached the playoffs since 99, to a team, well, it's been in seven Super Bowls since then. He's coming up right after this. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Now, the reminder that the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. With Quicken Loans, our simple process helps you understand all the details so you can be confident that you're getting the right mortgage. Call 800-QUICKEN or go completely online with Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 3.875%, APR 4.23%. Call 800-QUICKEN or get started online at rocketmortgage.com. Apply simply, understand fully, mortgage confidently. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org number 3030. Introducing the new Lucky Charm Shake at Burger King. It's a mix of hand-spun vanilla-flavored soft serve, tasty bits of Lucky Charm cereal, and memories of watching Saturday morning cartoons in your PJs. The new Lucky Charm Shake at Burger King. Relive your childhood in a cup. Maybe it's the magical marshmallow pieces flying up your straw. Maybe it's the magically delicious taste. Whatever the reason, it's a good reason to head over to a Burger King restaurant and try one now. Only at Burger King. Also, try the Fruit Loop Shake now at Burger King. Shakes available for a limited time only. Participation varies. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and Clark Judge. What we're dealing with here is a complete lack of respect for the law. We've got a lot of respect here at the Talk of Fame Network for Valero. That's because we're fueled by Valero, which is a certified top-tier quality fuel. Keeps your engine running cleaner, longer, and better. Also brought to you by Gillette, the makers of Ron's favorite stadium and Stefan Gilmore's favorite stadium now. 40 million Americans wake up to a Gillette shave, which is great, but you know what? This is better. Now Gillette is working to bring you America's number one shave at lower prices. Go to GilletteOnDemand.com and get your first and fourth orders free. Well, I mentioned Stefan Gilmore. You know what? Regardless of his NFL career becomes, he already 
has accomplished an astonishing feat. And that would be he got the New England Patriots to pay top dollar for his services. <laughs> to Pro Bowl season in 2016, what became his fifth and final year with the Bills, Stefan signed one of the most lucrative free agent deals in Patriots history to become the number one corner on the defending Super Bowl champions. Now, head coach Bill Belichick has said he's long been an admirer of uh, Stefan's cover skills and his overall adaptability to game plans. You know what? To prove it, he got owner Robert Kraft to write a check. But Bill's not alone. We've long been admirers of Stefan Gilmore here, too, at the Talk of Fame Network. And to prove it, we've asked him to be here. Hey, Stefan, thanks so much for accepting the invitation. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. Well, now, you've, uh, Stefan, you've been in New England now for a couple months. You've gone through mini camp. Uh, you know, people talk a lot about the differences between Bill Belichick and a lot of other coaches. Just wondering what uh, you've noticed that's different about the way Belichick and the Patriots operate, their attention to details, small details and all that. What have you seen that's different between him and other coaches you've had? Um, really, it's just, uh, you know, the way the organization is really ran. It's just, uh, you know, everybody just expects uh, the best out of their players. So, you know, and it kind of triggers from everybody and, and, and triggers from top to bottom. So um, I think that's one thing that stood out for me. Stefan, the, the Patriots are known for dramatically altering what they do defensively from week to week rather than sticking to just the one approach. How difficult is that for a player to adjust, and, and do you look forward to the mental challenge that uh, the Patriots will give you this season? Um, it's, it's not difficult. You just got to go in and different teams different. So you really don't um, know what, what, what you go get that next week. That's what the coach is for. So their job is to give us a good game plan, and we, we got to go out there and execute the game plan so uh you know it's uh obviously it's, it's, it's gonna be some challenges but uh, i'm looking forward to it we're with new england cornerback stefan gilmore on the talk of fame network and you can find us on the web at talk of fame network.com or on twitter at at talk of fame net and stefan in 2013 i remember you changed your number from 27 to 24 and when you got to new england i think it was cyrus jones had it but he said you know what you, you can wear it what's the significance mm-hmm. of that number and did you know it was the same number as the Patriots Hall of Fame finalist and candidate, Ty Law. Uh, I did know that. Um, I mean, I watched him growing up a lot. Um, I always wanted the number. Um, once I got to the league, that's what number I wanted. A lot of players that I looked up to wore that number, and um, a lot of great ones. And uh, I just wanted to, you know, wear that for the players that I looked up to. Um, but I did know he wore that number in New England. Um, he was a great player, um, but, you know, I'm my own self, and I, and I try to, uh, you know, play the game my own way and be productive in that way. Stefan, who were some of those great players that you looked up to the war number 24? Were there other were there guys other than defensive backs? Were there running backs, uh, other positions? No, nah, it was mo- mostly defensive backs like Tamp Bailey, uh, you know, uh, even Charles Woodson when he played uh, – so a lot of great players, even from, um, like like you said, Ty Law was a great win. He, uh, Revis Ward, uh, you know, a lot of great players that I looked up to wore that number. So, you know, it, it always stuck with me. Uh, and I, also a lot of players from my hometown, Sheldon Brown and um, Jonathan Joseph. Uh, we all from the same hometown. They, Jonathan Joseph still played in the league for the Texans. And Sheldon played in the league, just retired three years ago. Um, he played in Philadelphia all them years, and it just uh, that's the number that I that, that I really wanted growing up, just from watching those guys. Did you guys all go to the same high school? Robbery high school, but they all kind of like mentored me, um, you know, through the whole process. 
kind of knew what I would have to look forward to in the future. Well, Ty Law is a good friend of ours, uh, mine in particular. I go all the way back to when he was a rookie, Stefan. So uh, when you see him, make sure you tell him, you are my favorite 24, because if you say Champ Bailey, he's going to lose his mind. It just <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> makes him crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, that's the cornerback uh, mentality he has in him. So that's, that's, I like that. <laughs> I know it can be uh, difficult coming – to any new team, of course, uh, with, and especially with the kind of contract that, that you received, you come into a championship team. How does a guy in your position go into sort of getting used to your new teammates and coming in, and in particular young Malcolm Butler, who you know thought he was going to get paid this year, didn't quite work out, although he's playing the way uh, he's been playing, his, his day will come. How do you, if you come in from your situation, how do you sort of handle those first days and weeks around the rest of the players, and were they pretty open to you? Yeah, everybody was pretty open. Uh, secondary room was pretty open to me. Um, but for me, I mean, I, I've been playing this game since I was six years old. I loved this game a lot. I mean, that's pretty much that's all I did growing up was play football. So for me, I'm just – I know how hard I am on myself. So I want to play great football. So, you know, for me, I, I put that that that, um, that weight on my shoulders to be great. So – I really don't let that type of stuff, you know, mess with me. I just go do what I, I love doing my whole life, go out there and just play the game that I've been playing since I was seven years old. What is it about football that, that you fell in love with so, uh, you know, at such an early age and, and obviously maintained it your whole life? What is it about the game that, that you like the most? Just um, being around different teammates, um, getting to know those guys, and, you know, Week to week, it changes. Uh, you know, uh, some weeks, you know, you, you learn a lot from each week, from each practice. So I just look forward to that. If I don't get something on one play, uh, it just make me try to work hard and, and figure out what I can do to get better that next play or that next game. So that's that's the thing that drives me. I mean, nobody's perfect, but if I don't if I don't do something right, I just try to learn from it and not to make the same mistake. So that that's keep me driving driving in the right direction. Stefan, the, the Patriots, you know, are the Super Bowl champions. Were you surprised they came after you, and did you have any inkling they were coming your way? I didn't. I did not know they was coming. You know, you never know in free agency how, you know, stuff will go. But when I when they called, I just knew that was the team that I was going to go to. Um, I mean, I respect everything about them. You know, and they just brought me in to compete. You know, so I'm, I'm going to try to compete my hardest to, to help team win. Would you rather be the hunted or the hunter? The hunted or the hunter? I'd rather be the hunter. Well, that's what you were in Buffalo. I, mean, I don't want to be hunted. <laughs> that's what you were in Buffalo. Now you're the hunted. Uh, yeah, every team oh, in the league is going to be hunted. hunted. Say every, you know, every team oh, in their league is oh, looking I for got, you. I got, oh, I got, I got, I got you what you're saying now. Uh, I mean, you know, that comes with it, you know. Uh, but the good thing about football, I mean, it's a new year and nobody really you know, they care about what you've done in the past, but they really don't because you got to prove yourself every year. So that's what, you, that's what I look forward to every year. Hey, Stefan, and we're with New England cornerback Stefan Gilmore on the Talk of Fame Network, and you can find us on the web at talkoffamenetwork.com. But, Stefan, these guys give me one Tom Brady question each week, Ugh, you know? So, so here it. it goes. Here it goes. What was it like trying to defend Tom Brady, and how much better is it now that you're on the same team is Tom Brady and don't have to worry about him on Sunday. Oh, man. Uh, I don't think I ever uh, beat Tom Brady. So it'll be a great, you know, 
great opportunity to play with him, a great quarterback like him. Competing against him every day is going to make me better, obviously, because he's, you know, he, he throw balls where only his only, only his player can get to it. So if I can get to a couple of his balls, I'm pretty sure I can, you know, get to anybody else's balls when they throw them. What is it about Brady that makes him so difficult for all these teams to? I mean, you know, the Super Bowl was a typical thing. When the thing got to overtime, those of us who've been around Brady a long time, you know, we were already packing. You knew that he was going to win the game. <laughs> he was going to win the game. What yeah. does he have that other guys don't? I just think he's super. What's the word? He's competitive. He's very passionate about the game. That's that's what I see, um, even in practice. Super passionate, super. He wants to win. He hate making mistakes. So you see that from a guy. I'm like, you know, you want to copy that. You want to be like him. So it, it drives you to be be good and and um, you know do whatever you can to try to frustrate him in practice because it just bring out that uh, competitive edge for everybody. Do you feel pressure to win now and continue the tradition? Do I feel pressure? No, I really don't. Just, I just try to take it one day at a time and, you know, work on my game and work on my technique and do whatever I can to, you know, help this team um, be successful. I really don't try to focus on the big picture like that. I just try to focus on myself and try to make sure myself is better each and every day. Hey, Stefan, I've got a quick question for you here. We've got about 20 seconds left. When do the Buffalo Bills get back to the playoffs? I don't know. I don't really care to be honest. <laughs> right when you retire, right? <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't care. You know, that's in the past. Uh, you know, I'm looking forward to you know this season. Um, getting better with my teammates. Uh, you know, uh, so, and I'm just looking forward to you know training camp and you know get getting out there competing, putting the pass on. You know, showing the physicality of you know everyone. No, I'm just looking forward to that. Uh, so I'm not really worried about no, no other team but the Patriots. Stefan Gilmore, thanks so much for the time. And you know what? Best of luck dealing with our Mr. Ron Borges this season. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thanks, Stefan. Thanks, Stefan. Thanks. That was New England quarterback Stefan Gilmore coming up. Miami coach Adam Gase. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer runs slowly, just log on to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software that can clean up what may be slowing your computer down. That's MyCleanPC.com. Talk of Fame Network is also brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to Geico.com. This is Drew Pearson, the original 88 with the Dallas Cowboys, and you're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. With Quicken Loans, the outdated and complicated mortgage process is a thing of the past. Our simple process helps you understand all the details so you can be confident that you're getting the right mortgage. Take your mortgage to the next level and call 800-QUICKEN or go completely online with Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. No matter how you prefer to work with us, we've got what you need to get you through the mortgage process with ease. For seven years in a row now, J.D. Power has ranked Quicken Loans highest in the nation in customer satisfaction for primary mortgage origination. And for the third year in a row, they also ranked us highest in the nation for mortgage servicing. Whether you're looking to purchase or refinance, now is the time. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 3.875%, APR 4.23%. Call 800-QUICKEN or get started online at Rocket 
rocketmortgage.com. Apply simply, understand fully, mortgage confidently. For J.D. Power award information, visit jdpower.com. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org, number 3030. Introducing the new Lucky Charm Shake at Burger King. It's a mix of hand-spun vanilla-flavored soft serve, tasty bits of Lucky Charm cereal, and memories of watching Saturday morning cartoons in your PJs. The new Lucky Charm Shake at Burger King. Relive your childhood in a cup. Maybe it's the magical marshmallow pieces flying up your straw. Maybe it's the magically delicious taste. Whatever the reason, it's a good reason to head over to a Burger King restaurant and try one now. Only at Burger King. Also, try the Fruit Loop Shake now at Burger King. Shakes available for a limited time only. Participation varies. Want a more colorful summer? Ask Sherwin-Williams and save 30% on paints and stains during the Great Summer Painting Party, June 18th through July 4th. With colors like Beach House, Julep, and Sunny Veranda, summer never looked better. Your neighborhood Sherwin-Williams paint store is right around the corner. Find it at sherwinwilliams.com save. Retail sales only. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Hi, Tom Bodette. Apparently, the hip thing for businesses to do these days is target millennials. So it may sound sus coming from this baby boomer, but Motel 6 is a V-great place for your squad to stay woke or asleep. The updated rooms are hashtag blessed with contemporary floors, bedding, and flat screen TVs that are totally on fleek. Plus, their prices are always low AF. I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll keep it lit for you. Book online at motel6.com. Welcome to Geico's Motorcycle Neanderings. Oh, man, this is great. I sure saved a lot of money by switching to Geico. Scored some big savings, and now I can use their mobile app 24-7 for all sorts of stuff. Life just makes sense now. You know what doesn't make sense? If a car is called a horseless carriage, why isn't a motorcycle called a horseless horse? Hmm. Maybe it would just be adding insult to injury for the out-of-work horses. Geico Motorcycle. Savings that make sense. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and Clark Judge. Just a reminder, the Talk of Fame Network is sponsored by GEICO, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to GEICO.com. And you probably should have gone 15 minutes ago. Well, our first guest, that'd be Adam Gase. He took Miami to the playoffs in his first season as head coach of the Dolphins, winning 10 games in 2016, or as many as Hall of Famer Don Shula won in his first season with Miami. Adam was hired, of course, after working as offensive coordinator for John Fox in both Denver and Chicago, and if his name sounds familiar, it should. He was the guy calling the plays for the Broncos in 2013 when Peyton Manning set single-season passing records with 5,000 477 yards and 55 touchdowns. Adam, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, guys. Adam, always good to have a fellow Spartan on the show. We had uh, Morton Anderson on the show, and he sang a fight song for us. (laughs) We're not going to ask you to sing the fight song, though. (laughs) (laughs) Please. Band's playing. It's good to hear that fight song. It's always good to hear that fight song. Get dialed up too much this year. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we keep reminding Goose of that. <laughs> hey, it's Adam, a basketball sure, school. Sure, sure. <laughs> Adam, you serve as assistant under some defensive-minded head coaches, Nick Saban, Rod Marinelli, Mike Nolan, John Fox, also some offensive-minded head coaches, Steve Mariucci and Josh McDaniels. Which of those coaches had the biggest impact on your own coaching philosophy and career? I think it took a little bit from everybody. I think being with Coach Saban for seven years – 
that created a, a very good foundation as far as what I, you know, ha- learned to do on a day-to-day basis and how to set things up and just being so involved because when I, in the position I was in, especially when I was a graduate assistant, I was doing so many things for him where a lot of position coaches don't get a, you don't get to see all the little details that he goes through and what he does and how he puts things together. And being in that position was really helpful for me at this point in my career, just kind of leaning back on a lot of those things. And I also think being with Josh McDaniels was, was very important for my career because the way he did things, it, it there was so much good that I was able to take out of those, those couple of years with him in, in Denver and, you know, he, he taught me so much, you know, from his experiences that he had in New England. Adam, you were in, uh, a, a grad assistant with Josh McDaniels at Michigan State in 1999. Which one of you guys got the coffee and donuts in the morning? <laughs> you know, I was, I was a student assistant there, so I was below the graduate assistant. So <laughs> I don't even know if I made it up to that, that part yet. So they just kind of, I was just kind of in the back. So I didn't have to, I didn't have as much as that, those type of duties to do. I was you know, doing a lot of the, you know, running copies and, you know, there's a lot of little scouting report things that they had me doing. Uh, we also spent a season as the quarterback coach in, in Detroit with uh, Mike Martz uh, as offensive coordinator. Is one of the really one of the great offensive minds of his his time and a friend of the show, we might add. Uh, so how entertaining and educational was it for you to spend a season, uh, you know, around the guy we called Mad Mike? Well, when he came in 2006, I, I was in Detroit from 03 to 07. And when he came in 2006, he he was trying to hire John Ramsdale. And, you know, it was kind of in flux whether or not he was coming to Detroit. Well, John ended up taking a job in San Diego. Mike ended up not hiring a quarterback coach. And I was the quality control guy. And he grabbed me and he, he was like, I'm going to teach you. I'm going to teach you everything I know about quarterback play. He's like, just listen to what I say. And I just want you to, you know, just stay by my side and, you know, pick up as much as you can. And I'll, and I'll try to help you along the way. And you'll always be thankful for the fact that Mike barely knew me and took me under his wing like that to show me all the little details of what he did. And over that, 06 and then 07, he wanted me to be a quarterback coach, and then I went with him in 08 to San Francisco. Just all three of those years were critical for me, being able to watch him develop game plans, talk in front of the offense, practice, scripting, all those type of things, and you know, when we had a rookie minicamp in 07, he forced me to install everything and really script everything and, and really be the coordinator for that rookie minicamp. And it was one of those things where at the time I'm going, all right, I've been a position coach here for six months. He sure does have a lot of faith in me, but that's what Mike would do. He would, he would put you in an uncomfortable situation, try to challenge you to see if you would rise to the occasion and see if you could – you know, handle that kind of pressure you put on you. We're speaking with Miami head coach Adam Gase on the Talk of Fame Network, and you can find us on the web at talkoffamenetwork.com or on Twitter at at talkoffamenet. And Adam, um, you saw near perfection at the quarterback position, as I mentioned, from Peyton Manning in 2013. You're only 39. Has it crossed your mind that that season may be as good as it gets for you as an offensive play caller, and for that matter, honestly, uh, for most any offensive play caller in the NFL? I haven't really thought of it that way. I, you know, just looking back on that time, it was very valuable and being able to witness him playing, practicing, preparing for all those games the the way he did, and just to be a, be able to be a part of it. And all the guys that we had on that roster, you know, that year was 
you know, a lot of those players were, were young at the time and a lot of those guys ended up going to win a Super Bowl. But seeing him do what he does best and, you know, we had, you know, doing our – we were going no huddle and, you know, the difference probably was is we, we pushed it all the way until the clock hit zero. We, we never backed down. We never slowed down what, you know, our philosophy was. Our job is to get better through the game. So we weren't really paying attention to the score. We were just going to keep playing until somebody told us to stop. Adam, Peyton Manning wasn't the only quarterback you coached in Denver. You also coached Tim Tebow and even won a playoff game with Tebow throwing for 300 yards. He's off playing baseball now, but let me ask you this. Is there a place in the NFL for quarterbacks with a particular offensive skill set of a Tim Tebow? I always think when, when, you, when you have a guy that, that's able to do multiple things and you know everybody has their own opinion on Tim, and I would say this, for what we were doing that year, it was the right fit for us. And, you know, we made some adjustments that benefited him and the entire team rallied around that. Our defense really stepped up, played well. They just knew if we got to the fourth quarter and it was a close game, we were going to have a, a great great chance to, to win the game because between him and Willis McGahee, you know, our play-action passing game, those that were, you know, two big guys running the football. And, you know, Tim was 245-ish, I think, at the time. Willis was... 240 to 245. I mean, it was two big guys really hammering on the defense. And we got to the fourth quarter. We, you know, a lot of runs were popping. And then we hit a couple, whether it be a screen or a play action pass down the field. You know, we had two young receivers that could create some explosive plays. Well, obviously, you've seen a lot of different kinds of, of quarterbacks. It couldn't be two more different types than Tebow and, and Peyton Manning, obviously. What, in your opinion, is the most important trait in, in a quarterback accuracy, leadership, mental toughness? Uh, what's the first thing you look for when you're judging quarterback? This is this is the toughest question, you know, for me because of how different college football is from the NFL, and being able to identify what's going to translate. And you know, the, with the college game kind of getting more and more spread out, it seems like NFL every team's a little different. You got some teams that like spreading out. You you have some teams that like to to tighten it down. You know, anytime that you have a guy where the, where that leadership quality is just head and shoulders above where they can command the, you know, the entire organization and have that kind of impact, you know, from top to bottom. That's always something that's, you know, those, that's a hard trait to find. You, you know, you have so many quarterbacks in the league and, you know, there's a reason why there's only two or three guys when you guys talk about current quarterbacks that really kind of go in that hall of fame area, you know, as far as future hall of famers. And, you know, my experience being with a guy that's, going to be in there one day there was a reason why he was special I mean he he made sure that he he was felt you know all around the building and once you get past that you can probably take the rest of that stuff and shake it up in a bag and pick a couple traits that you could probably lean on but if you're one of those guys that's able to impact the entire organization I think that's a that's a it's a rare trait to find that's why there's so few guys that are that dominant in the NFL well Adam we've asked you about Tebow we've asked you about Peyton, let's ask you about a quarterback you actually coach, and that's Ryan Tannehill. Is his impact felt throughout the entire organization? I guess what I'm asking is, how close is he to becoming the quarterback you both want and need him to be for Miami? I think he's really made a lot of strides from when I when I kind of got here, and, and a lot of it's been his his own, you know, development through experience. And when we when we got here and we kind of started working through practice and meetings and going through a season together, I just saw some growth as, as 
one a person and a football player. And you guys know as well as anyone, when you're involved in these games, you know, every game is just a wealth of, of knowledge that you're gaining. And, you know, the best guys to work with are the guys, when they make a mistake, they lock that in and want to make sure that never happens again. And they learn from that and they develop from that and they, they really excel the next time they get in those type of situations. And, you know, we were put in a lot of tough positions last year and I felt like, especially our fourth quarter games, which we had quite a few of them, he did a great job of, you know, leading our team, you know, finding ways to win. You know, sometimes they weren't pretty as far as how we had to win them. But I love the fact that he's the same guy from start to finish. You know, you see him get excited every once in a while, but it's going to, it's probably one of those plays where he makes a, a good throw and he gets crushed. But, you know, he stay, he's the same guy all the time. And, and when you can find a guy like that, there's a, a lot there for us to just keep working on and find ways to get better. Adam, the Dolphins finished seventh in the NFL special teams in your first season as head coach. That's usually a segment of the game that falls through the cracks with young head coaches. Where did you gain your appreciation for the kicking game? Well, this 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 will go back to Coach Saban. That was something that was a huge point of emphasis the entire time that I was with him. And, you know, when, when we got here, we, you know, I sat down with our special teams coordinator and assistant special teams coordinator, uh, Darren Rizzi and, and Marwan, and we talked about – you know, what's the best way to make sure that the special team's impact is felt. We spent a lot of time on it. We increased meeting time. We increased practice time. We really talked about it a lot with our entire, our entire team. And we may have kept a few more guys that are more special teams type guys. And we were really good with that. We felt like there was a way for us to impact the game. And, you know, we drafted some guys that had some special teams ability and we're, we're always looking for returners and, guys that can play both offense or defense and, you know, contribute in, in these, you know, all the different phases. And I felt like our guys did a great job as, you know, taking in all the information they were given and then executing on Sundays. Well, you're, you're certainly in a division uh, where, you know, the measuring stick is right there. I mean, the Patriots for the last 15, 16, 17 years, whatever it's been, have been at or near the top. For a guy in your position and your in the position your team is, is that a blessing or a curse to be in the same division with, with New England? Well, I, I look at it as a positive because you're able to play the best twice a year. And they've been consistent for a long period of time. And we have to keep trying to find ways to, to get better. And when we get our opportunities to play those guys, you know, we played two games last year and they showed us why they won the division and then ended up winning the Super Bowl. It's, they made fewer mistakes. We made mistakes at critical times of the game. And that's the biggest difference in this league. It's when it's crunch time of making sure that you're on it and you're doing everything right because that's when the game's going to be won or lost in those last five minutes of the game. And, you know, those were valuable lessons for us. And, you know, this year guys have to do a good job of preparing one day at a time, you know, through the entire spring and training camp and understanding that all those things that we're covering and talking about and practicing, all that's going to matter because our guys know that the team that's, north of us, they're trying to do the same thing and they're trying to find ways to perfect all the little details that they're talking about. It's really going to be a, a, a race to when we end up playing them, how good can we be? How detailed can we be? How well can we execute? Because they're going to be trying to do the same thing and they, they've done it better than anybody else for a longer period of time. And we have some catching up to do and it's just, it, it all starts in the off season. It, it's, there's no waste of time for us for sure. Hey Adam, uh, we've got to go, but Thanks so much for the time, and 
best of luck for the coming season. I appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having me on. Thanks, Thank Adam. you, Adam. That was Miami head coach Adam Gase. Up next is our two-minute drill with Ron calling this week's plays. Yeah, I hope he's not going to the shotgun goose. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. With Quicken Loans, our simple process helps you understand all the details so you can be confident that you're getting the right mortgage. Call 800-QUICKEN or go completely online with Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 3.875%, APR 4.23%. Call 800-QUICKEN or get started online at rocketmortgage.com. Apply simply, understand fully, mortgage confidently. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org number 3030. Introducing the new Lucky Charm Shake at Burger King. It's a mix of hand-spun vanilla-flavored soft serve, tasty bits of Lucky Charm cereal, and memories of watching Saturday morning cartoons in your PJs. The new Lucky Charm Shake at Burger King. Relive your childhood in a cup. Maybe it's the magical marshmallow pieces flying up your straw. Maybe it's the magically delicious taste. Whatever the reason, it's a good reason to head over to a Burger King restaurant and try one now. Only at Burger King. Also, try the Fruit Loop Shake now at Burger King. Shakes available for a limited time only. Participation varies. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and Clark Judge. Playoffs? We'll talk about playoffs? You kidding me? Well, we learned a week ago there's no time to waste here, so... Let's get on with the two-minute drill brought to you by Burger King Breakfast. And, Ronnie, you got it this week. Take it away. Okay. Let's do it. Did Colin Kaepernick's latest anti-police tweet seal a need to find a new profession? Any club that signs him probably loses that police escort of team buses to the game. Yes, it did, Ron. That would be ambassador to North Korea. Taking over for Dennis Rodman. Should it have cost him his job? Depends how a head coach feels about being stuck in traffic on the way to the game. No, but this should. Guy's 3-16 and 16 the past two years. Roger Goodell insisted again that Kaepernick is not being shunned. What would you guys call it? Ignored. Repurposed. Enough of him. Ex-head of officials Dean Blandino says liberalized celebration rule is catering to millennials. Isn't the game interesting enough for them? What's good for the Madden video game is good for the NFL game. No, not if it's up against The Bachelor. Does the NFL draft need to go to a lottery system to avoid tanking? If the Jets want to be bad, let them be bad. Why not, Ronnie? The NFL's going to Vegas. Let's have a lottery there. The Supreme Court ruled offensive logos are protected by free speech. Did Redskin fans hoop and holler over that? Yep, as did the Chicago Blackhawk fans and Cleveland Indians fans. Well, they didn't go on the warpath. Michael Floyd says fermented tea causes positive alcohol test at 5 a.m. Is this new? the new definition of a teetotaler? If you can't believe it on your supplements, I guess fermented tea is an acceptable plan B. No, Ronnie, it's the new definition of the tea formation. A season ticket holder, as you mentioned, Clark is suing the Bears for refusing to allow him to wear Packer gear. Don't what? the Bears have more to worry about than fan attire? Packers jersey clashed with the clown suits the Bears themselves <laughs> were wearing. Yes, but they don't like Mitch Trubisky wearing that Aaron Rodgers jersey on game day. Rob Gronkowski ran up a $102,000 tab at a Connecticut casino that included 160 bottles of champagne. NFLPA called it good branding. What would you call it? Having 5000 left over from my Super Bowl game check. One heck of a party. Jerry Jones and Jimmy Johnson will both be in Canton for Hall of Fame weekend, as you guys earlier discussed. Will the fireworks be in the air or inside a party tent? In the air, Johnson will be spending the bulk of his time in the Jason Taylor tent. You're assuming Jerry recognizes Jimmy? That's the 
That's the end of our first hour, but stay where you are. Coming up, you're going to hear from former Jets great Joe Klecko as well. Take a tour of the AFC East. This is the Talk of Fame Network. This is Ron Nix, and you're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. You are so lucky. With Quicken Loans, the outdated and complicated mortgage process is a thing of the past. Our simple process helps you understand all the details so you can be confident that you're getting the right mortgage. Take your mortgage to the next level and call 800-QUICKEN or go completely online with Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. No matter how you prefer to work with us, we've got what you need to get you through the mortgage process with ease. For seven years in a row now, J.D. Power has ranked Quicken Loans highest in the nation in customer satisfaction for primary mortgage origination. And for the third year in a row, they also ranked us highest in the nation for mortgage servicing. Whether you're looking to purchase or refinance, now is the time. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 3.875%, APR 4.23%. Call 800-QUICKEN or get started online at rocketmortgage.com. Apply simply, understand fully, mortgage confidently. For J.D. Power award information, visit jdpower.com. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org number 3030. Introducing the new Lucky Charm Shake at Burger King. It's a mix of hand-spun vanilla-flavored soft serve, tasty bits of Lucky Charm cereal, and memories of watching Saturday morning cartoons in your PJs. The new Lucky Charm Shake at Burger King. Relive your childhood in a cup. Maybe it's the magical marshmallow pieces flying up your straw. Maybe it's the magically delicious taste. Whatever the reason, it's a good reason to head over to a Burger King restaurant and try one now. Only at Burger King. Also, try the Fruit Loop Shake now at Burger King. Shakes available for a limited time only. Participation varies. Want a more colorful summer? Ask Sherwin-Williams and save 30% on paints and stains during the Great Summer Painting Party, June 18th through July 4th. With colors like Beach House, Julep, and Sunny Veranda, summer never looked better. Your neighborhood Sherwin-Williams paint store is right around the corner. Find it at sherwinwilliams.com save. Retail sales only. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and Clark Judge. Well, the Talk of Fame Network is fueled by, well, Todd Rundgren there. He's banging on the drum all day. But we're fueled by Valero, too, which is a certified top-tier quality fuel that keeps your engine running cleaner, longer, and better. Welcome back to hour number two of the Talk of Fame Network. Today we're focusing on the AFC East as we continue our eight-part NFL divisional series. It's the seventh one. In this hour, you'll hear from uh, Hall of Fame candidate Joe Klecko of New York Jets, as well as why everyone loves the division that Ron plays in year after year. They just love Ron Borges. Can't get enough of Ron Borges. But first, guys. love fest. Yeah, it is. Can't <laughs> get enough of Ron. Um, since it's the AFC East, I want to talk about a player we lost this week, and that was Larry Grantham, linebacker uh, from the Jets. Died at the age of 78. Now, some of our listeners may not remember him, but I do, and I'm sure you guys do, too. Um, and I do, be- mostly because I was a Baltimore Colts diehard fan. And, boy, the Super Bowl three, that was tough to watch. He was a big part of that 68 Jets team, and he was a big part of that Super Bowl victory. Goose, I'm sure you remember it. Yes, he was. Joe Namath made the guarantee in Super Bowl three, but defense won the game for the Jets. You know, Baltimore brought an offense averaging 29 points per game into that Super Bowl, and the Jets held him to a single late after-the-fact touchdown. So a big tip of the cap to Grantham, Johnny Sample, Jerry Philbin, Verlon Biggs and company. Yeah, they also had four interceptions in that game. You remember that game, Ronnie? 
I do. I do, actually. Uh, matter of fact, just to plug myself, i got a book coming out in November with Upton Bell, who was the player personnel director of the Colts at, at that time, and he has some tremendous stories about what went on in that game and, and what didn't go on and what went on in the locker room after the game, which was nearly more violence than the Colts were involved in during the game. So it was Mike all, Curtis. It was all good, exactly. Mike you know, Curtis. Well, Larry Grantham is an interesting guy. You know, He's one of only 20 guys to play all 10 years of the AFL yeah. and one of the rarest of players to have played in the Super Bowl and in the World Bowl one, when the well, World I didn't know that. Um, but yeah. I'll tell you something that fans may not remember, too, is he's generally believed to be the lightest outside linebacker in NFL history. I mean, they run somewhere around today, Goose, what, like 6'4", 240, 250, something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Larry Grantham was 6 feet and between 204 and 210, though he once said the heaviest he ever played at was 192 pounds. He also called all the Jets' defensive signals, AFL All-Star, eight times. And Ron, as you mentioned, only one of uh, 20 guys who played all 10 seasons in the AFL. Goose, right. his name ever come up for the Hall? Nope. Of the 44 position players named to the all-time All-AFL team, only nine have been enshrined in Canton. The AFL still doesn't get the respect it deserves. Well, anyway, Larry Grantham, an outstanding linebacker, gone too soon at 78. Speaking of going, we're going to go to commercial. When we return, you're going to hear why an AFC West quarterback deserves to be in the Hall of Fame discussion. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. With Quicken Loans, our simple process helps you understand all the details so you can be confident that you're getting the right mortgage. Call 800-QUICKEN or go completely online with Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 3.875%, APR 4.23%. Call 800-QUICKEN or get started online at rocketmortgage.com. Apply simply, understand fully, mortgage confidently. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org number 3030. Introducing the new Lucky Charm Shake at Burger King. It's a mix of hand-spun vanilla-flavored soft serve, tasty bits of Lucky Charm cereal, and memories of watching Saturday morning cartoons in your PJs. The new Lucky Charm Shake at Burger King. Relive your childhood in a cup. Maybe it's the magical marshmallow pieces flying up your straw. Maybe it's the magically delicious taste. Whatever the reason, it's a good reason to head over to a Burger King restaurant and try one now. Only at Burger King. Also, try the Fruit Loop Shake now at Burger King. Shakes available for a limited time only. Participation varies. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and Clark Judge. You play to win the game. Just a reminder, the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Wyndham Hotels. Stay at the Days Inn and see your team play. Better yet, stay two nights and save 20% and earn 1000 Wyndham Reward bonus points. Book now at daysin.com. Terms and conditions apply. Well, as you guys know, and, and maybe some of our listeners know, um, there are several Hall of Famers on a tour of Israel, and 18 of them, I think, 18 in a group that includes Len Barney, Jim Brown, Joe Green, Joe Montana, Roger Staubach, Jerome Bettis, many of them, in fact, most of them friends of the show, as well as another friend of the show, and that would be New England owner Robert Kraft. Well, anyway, Kraft and, and Jerome Bettis might be together there, <laughs> but they definitely were not in sync this week when it came to uh, the league and its concussion controversy. So where Jerome Bettis said that uh, he and others feel, quote, unquote, taken advantage of, um, that the NFL really doesn't give players comprehensive information on the risks of brain injury, while Robert Kraft, owner, says the NFL, quote, has never been safer than it is now, unquote. Not really sure how safe that makes it. But Goose, where do you stand here between... Bettis and, and Kraft, somewhere in between? Are you leaning anywhere in, in one direction or another? I don't need any stats or comprehensive information to know how dangerous football is. The first time you see stars on the football field as a, as a grade school or high school, you realize this sport might be dangerous. You know, it's a choice you make as an athlete. 
do you want to play? How long do you want to play? But the money and lifestyle make it very difficult for a pro player to walk away from. Yeah, I think uh, Goose is right about those things, but I also think Bettis is right, and, and everybody knows it. Uh, you know, players were taken advantage of for decades. Uh, the NFL hid from them a lot of information that they had, which they didn't make available about the dangers of uh, head injuries in football. And now uh, the players themselves are taking advantage of themselves because they now know the risk, and many of them are still hiding concussions, and they and they ad- admit it. So they're all kind of guilty now. Uh, looking backwards, I think it was much more on the owners and the, and the people running the game than the than the players themselves. The NFL may never be safer than it is now, but let me tell you, that doesn't make it safe by any stretch right. of the imagination. Well, Ron, I want to follow up on that because I, I thought the same thing. I mean, saying the game is safer than ever isn't the same as saying the game is safe, and Goose is right. I mean, we all know the game is not safe. However, safer than ever, I, I, I don't know. That, it, you're still going to have concussions and, and severe brain injuries. Well, it's not a safe game. It will never be a safe game. You know, football is a violent game, a game of collisions. The question every player must ask himself is, how much violence can my body take? How much violence can my head take? But there's no excuse for today's NFL player to plead ignorance of the dangers. No, I, I, I agree with that. But I think there's a lot of other things still going on that are phony, including the independent, quote-unquote, neurologists on the sidelines who supposedly have the power to keep players out of games. And If you guys have a head injury, you go to the doctors or you go to the hospital, you think there's any chance they're going to take you to the park and say, let's go over <laughs> to the... To the, uh, to the oompa kaleidoscope and stand there while we examine your head. You know, it's you go into a dark room, you know, you know, stand in the middle of a stadium with 70,000 people and some head coach or defensive line coach frothing at the mouth standing next to the alleged doctor. You know, I mean, this is these doctors are like they should be called Dr. Schultz. I see nothing like Sergeant Schultz. You don't trust that independent neurologist, Ted Wells? I do not. I trust him, but I don't trust the, them to oh. let him do his job. Goose, you were saying every player must ask himself this question. I, I tell you what, I must ask myself this question. Goose, man, you're a Hall of Famer. How come you weren't invited on that tour? Because Bob Kraft says the first McCann winner he intends to invite will be Ron Borges. Uh, When's that going to be, Ron? We could all have a wait. Uh, we could be around the 12th. I'll be right around the 12th. That'll be the 12th of never. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of the Patriots and that future McCann winner, Ron Borges, I see where Rob Gronkowski of your team, Ron, and about 20 friends ran up a $102,000 bill at a party here in Connecticut. Thanks for contributing to the state coffers. But, uh, Ron, the question I've got is, were you one of those 20 people there? Well, if not, uh, why uh, not? Well, this won't surprise you. I was asked, of course, but I demurred because I don't drink champagne. <laughs> I drink vitamin water. Well, yeah, okay, <laughs> sure. Well, a little I, fire I, water I, when nobody's looking, maybe. Well, Ron and, and Goose, I see where they said it also. That party included 160 bottles of champagne. And, Goose, man, I'm not a uh, math major, but... Pretty easy to figure, 21 into 160. As Don Ho would say, that's a lot of tiny bubbles for one person. You know, I'm guessing Gronk put them on layaway for the next Super Bowl locker room celebration next February. Wow. Do you think they'll watch those as carefully as they do the jerseys, Gooseman? <laughs> cases and cases crossing the border to Mexico. The security people could be leaving with those bottles of champagne. <laughs> hey, Ronnie, um, I don't know what your head coach says, but you do, because, because uh, yours are... You're having dinner with me? Having dinner tonight? Did you sure, say? we'll be dining tonight. Sure. Okay, all right. Well, you might ask him this, um, because I, I see where the NFL PA shrugged its shoulders, said, you know, no harm, no foul. I mean, that's his brand, okay? But you're a union guy, Ron. Yes, you are. You're yes, a union I am. Guy. No freedom, no football. There you go. Is that Gronk's brand, and should it be? Well, you know, first of all, it's kind of funny. You know, they, they, they sort of poo-poo this sort of stuff, this kind of behavior. You know, until a guy get, has a problem, gets in trouble, uh, then he's the enemy of the state, you know, and, and we're going to test him 15 times a day. 
you know, it's it's crazy. Now, look, Gronk can party all he wants. I really couldn't care less. Uh, he really doesn't get hasn't gotten any trouble since he came here of any sort. He's kind of a fun guy. But if that's his brand, then his brand is profligate spending and a sign around his neck that says "idiot in waiting." <laughs> profligate spending. Yeah. Ron? You know, you know what's what that profligate is, right? spending? What's that? Goose was profligate spending. Something I don't do. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. Well, one thing that the NFL is going to do is, of course, they're going to loosen the rules on uh, end zone celebrations. And we had uh, Dean Blandino, who was the former head of officiating, saying this week that uh, you know it's a way to connect with millennials. Goose, is that how you want to collect with uh, connect with millennials? No, no. I think uh, I'm not a big celebration guy. My favorite was Barry Sanders, who gave the referee the football after every touchdown. Well, that means it's time for our weekly State Your Case. Either that or Sam Waterston just walked in the room. Anyway, it's brought to you by Progressive. Customers who switch to Progressive can save nearly $600. Call or click today and find out if we can save you hundreds on your car insurance. Or you can click on our website, www.talkoffamenetwork.com, and see why I believe former Chargers great John Hadle, who was a quarterback on the team of the 60s, early 70s, should be discussed for Canton and the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Now, Guys, I'm going to admit it, I'm a bit conflicted here, but that's about his enshrinement, not about having a discussion on his candidacy. First of all, John Hadle is qualified. I think we all know that. He's a six-time Pro Bowler who passed for more yards, more touchdowns than any senior quarterback. He was also a first-team All-Pro. He was named the NFC's Player of the Year in 1973 when he led the L.A. Rams to a 12-2 and record, any division title. He played on a league champion. That was the 1963 San Diego Chargers team, I believe at least. Might have been the best AFL club ever. And I think, Ron, you might too because you watched that game and cried all day. Oh, I waited all day for, the, for, for a beating to commence. Oh, they destroyed the Patriots. So what's not to like about this guy? Well, I mean, he wasn't an all-decade choice, okay? And while he played on that 63 team, he didn't start. Tobin Roth did. He also had more interceptions than touchdowns in his career, and he ended that career in Green Bay where both he and the Packers fizzled. So I get that. Dan Marino didn't win a league championship. Neither Dan Fouts or Warren Moon. In fact, they never got to one. And all of them are in the Hall of Fame. So, you know, John Hadle, I know he had more t- interceptions than touchdowns. Well, so Joe Namath. It was a different era. I know he also completed 50% of his passes. So Joe Namath, as I said, different era. What I like about John Hadle is that when he retired, only two quarterbacks, it'd be Johnny Unitas, Fran Tarkin, had had more passing yards. And during his career, only three quarterbacks, that career is 62 through 77, only three quarterbacks had three or more seasons of 3,000 yards passing. I like that he was a four-time MVP, team MVP. I like that he's in the Chargers Hall of Fame. And most of all, guys, I like that when he started, when he started from 65 through 1975, he was second among all quarterbacks in wins, touchdown passes, and yards, and third in completions. It's a pretty impressive resume, and it should get the conversation going. Here's hoping it does. Well, first off, I'm, I'm curious where Gil Brandt had him rated in his top 2,000 quarterbacks. <laughs> I and didn't see him in the top secondly, 15. <laughs> secondly, Clark, had Hadle been the quarterback of record on that 1963 team, not Tobin wrote, would it have been enough to push him over the hump as a Hall of Fame candidate? You know, Goose, you guys can probably answer that better than I because you're on the senior committee, but I think the answer is no because, as I said, I mentioned other guys. Marino, he, he didn't win a league championship. He's in. Fouts, M- Moon, they, you know, they didn't win league championships. They didn't get there. I don't know that would have made a difference. So uh, I'd say the answer is probably no. I mean, I know you guys look for uh, rings, but um, he's got one. He just didn't start on that team. Well, you know, of course, one of the knocks uh, of, any AFL guys was the past defense was always considered suspect. How much do you think that impacted the way people looked at it? Uh, I, I don't think it had an impact. I think they look at this resume and just say, listen, he didn't win that many more games than he lost. 
uh, he's not Hall of Fame worthy. That's enough for San Diego, guys. L.A. and the West. We're moving east, and we're moving specifically the AFC East. They're coming up next. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Now, the reminder that the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. Hey, this is Vince Papali from Invincible, and you're listening to the Talk of Fame Network, an Invincible team for sure. With Quicken Loans, our simple process helps you understand all the details so you can be confident that you're getting the right mortgage. Call 800-QUICKEN or go completely online with Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 3.875%, APR 4.23%. Call 800-QUICKEN or get started online at rocketmortgage.com. Apply simply, understand fully, mortgage confidently. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org number 3030. Introducing the new Lucky Charm Shake at Burger King. It's a mix of hand-spun vanilla-flavored soft serve, tasty bits of Lucky Charm cereal, and memories of watching Saturday morning cartoons in your PJs. The new Lucky Charm Shake at Burger King. Relive your childhood in a cup. Maybe it's the magical marshmallow pieces flying up your straw. Maybe it's the magically delicious taste. Whatever the reason, it's a good reason to head over to a Burger King restaurant and try one now. Only at Burger King. Also, try the Fruit Loop Shake now at Burger King. Shakes available for a limited time only. Participation varies. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and Clark Judge. When you start telling me it doesn't matter, then retire. Get out. I'll tell you what matters. Talk to the network is fueled by Valero, certified top-tier quality fuel that keeps your engine running cleaner, longer, and better. We're also brought to you by Gillette. Ron, your favorite stadium, right? Love it. Yes, sir. 40 million Americans wake up to a Gillette shave, which is great, but this is better. Now Gillette is working to bring you America's number one shave at lower prices. Go to GilletteOnDemand.com and get your first and fourth orders free. That's a lower price. Wow, that's a good deal. Free. Hey, before we get to the AFC East, Ghostman, you want to get to last week's poll? That was on our website, talkoffamenetwork.com. I mean, basically, it asked who's going to win the West, as in NFC West. So, Goose, who's going to win the NFC West? Well, who's going to win, or who does the poll say is going to win? Well, the either poll, one. Who's going to win? The, who's going to who the, the people say? What did the poll the say? The poll says the 49ers in what would be a monumental worst-to-first resurrection. But uh, my gut tells me it's still Seattle's division. Ah, you're saying you don't trust our readers? I trust our readers implicitly. How about you, Ron? Uh, not if they're picking the 49ers. They're not reading <laughs> okay. or watching. Ron, Ron, voted a, Ron Clark voted a thousand times. <laughs> yeah, I bet he did. Hey, it worked. It worked. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have another one up now, and that's on our website, talkoffamenetwork.com, and that's on which team will win. Guess what? The AFC East. That's the division we're looking at this week. So, uh, okay, Ron, who comes in second? Well, I think Miami and Buffalo both may be ready, but I lean toward the Dolphins. I think it depends on, uh, no surprise, uh, quarterback Ryan Tannehill's play. That becomes an upgrade, and their defense holds firm, then I think they can give anyone, including New England, a game, to tell you the truth. Whether they can win that game is the question uh, whenever they face the Patriots. But the bigger question for them is what happens the week after the Patriots because sometimes they beat them, and then the next week they look like uh, you know they, they couldn't beat a high school team. So I like Miami's chances but they have to become a lot more consistent than they've been. Yeah, Ron, after after New England, Miami is the only team with any stability on or off the field in this division. Yeah, no, no, I, I agree with you. And, and, Ron, you said Buffalo. Why why would you throw Buffalo in that conversation? Well, you Tyrod Tyrod. Guy? I like Tyrod. I really do. I think if they gave him a little help, 
I, I think he can he can win, but he uh, like everybody else, he needs some help, and they haven't given him much help, uh, and and that's been sort of a repeated pattern, you know. I mean, yeah. they build up a portion of their team, then they lose this guy, they lose that guy, you know, they're always starting over. It's amazing. Then they lose this game. Then they lose that game. Yeah, that's what happens. And, <laughs> hey, speaking of that division, Gooseman, uh, I know you're going to have something on the Patriots later in the segment. But is there anything, anything short of a catastrophic injury to Tom Brady that keeps the Patriots from circling the bases? And I mean winning their ninth straight division title. Sure. Law of averages. And they've won eight in a row. Not even the Lombardi Packers won eight in a row. But, you know, you're making a good point. The last time the Patriots didn't win the East was because of an injury to Brady that cost them 15 games. If you're betting against the Patriots, you're betting the law of averages. Well, how about a guy who's betting against the Patriots? Hey, Ron. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> no, I look, look I, I think obvious, it's, it's sort of obvious in a lot of ways. But, you know, at 40 years old, Tom Brady could turn old overnight. That can happen to anybody. We've seen it happen to guys They. You know, Brett Favre had that great season at 40. He came back yeah. next year. He couldn't throw his keys across the room. So, you know, <laughs> you, you, you never know. Bain Manning, same thing. He had a tremendous year. Next year, his arm went out, and that was it. I just think that there are other vulnerabilities in New England. Is can they pressure the quarterback? Because if they can't, then they put their secondary under, under stress. They put the, the offense under stress. And then, you know, they could have problems. But in and, the, and the last thing is their kicker. The guy keeps missing extra points yeah. uh, at critical moments. And, uh, you know, you do that. Once or twice in the in the wrong situations at the wrong time, and your team loses games they actually should have won. And now you're now you're struggling. But it's going to take something out of the norm for them. No, I, I I agree with you. But out of the norm, as you mentioned, Brady turns forty in August. I mean, out of the norm, yeah. quarterbacks are supposed to be long gone by that time. But Ronnie's coming off of one of his best seasons ever, won another Super Bowl, and he says he'd like to play what another five, seven years, something like that. So right. when or or do we see a tipping point with Tom Brady? Well, I think you know the big thing will be if he suffers a serious injury. Uh, then who knows? Or he gets two concussions, and then you see what happens. Uh, you know, his longevity is amazing. There's no question about that uh, at such a high level of play. But it also has to be seen in the context of, of how the game has changed in terms of hits on the quarterback. Look, Drew Brees is old, too. Manning was old. Favre was old when he had one of his greatest seasons. Uh, this is the new reality, uh, unless they actually let the defenses start playing defense again, which includes killing the quarterback. As the great Al Davis, who would have been a friend of the show if he was still around, uh, said so many times, quarterback must go down. He must go down hard. <laughs> well, now if he goes down hard, they put the guy in leg irons, they drag him off behind a pickup truck. You know, So <laughs> it's a lot easier to stay healthy and keep playing today than it ever was when Johnny Unitas was playing. Well, as you guys know, I was out in San Diego last week, and I met with Philip Rivers after practice. And uh, I asked him about Brady playing until he's 45. I said, can you see that happening? And he said, yeah, I can. Goose, can you? Nope. Tom may slow down the game, but no one has ever figured out how to slow down the aging process. And like Ron said, look at Peyton Manning. At 38, he threw for 4,700 yards, 39 touchdowns, 39, wheels fell off, 40, out of the game. Yeah, I mean, you know, that that's, uh, it, it's just very different, you know. I mean, you, if anybody goes back and watches NFL films of the 60s or the 70s or the 80s and see the way those guys were getting hit as opposed to the way they're not getting hit today, you know. How many how many hits do you think Tom Brady could take from the, like the one that Leonard Marshall put on Joe Montana? He could play for two years. Well, if you Ron, do that about... now, they would shoot Leonard Marshall right there on the field. The officials would pull out shotguns and shoot him <laughs> on the field. How, how about any of those Chris Hamburger hits? Remember the highlight film they showed of Chris yeah. Hamburger? Everyone he was hitting the quarterback in the head. Right, exactly. I mean, everybody was was you know Dexter Manley was the king of hitting the quarterback yeah. in the head. Yeah. You know? Now yeah. you can't even think about it without um, getting uh, in trouble. 
There are other teams in this division aside from New England, although you really? you'd never know it looking at the uh, the championships. But Gooseman, let's start with Buffalo. They haven't been in the playoffs in 17 years. When is that drought, Ed? Well, you can go to the playoffs with Tyrod Taylor, but not with the NFL's 19th ranked defense. If you don't have a franchise quarterback, you must play great defense. 2,000 Ravens, 2,000 Buccaneers showed us that. But the Bills have already lost their best defensive player in free agency to the Patriots. That's Gilmore. He thinks the Bills are still a few years away, maybe a Tom Brady retirement away. <laughs> yeah, I'd say uh, at the end of the season, it's going to be 18 years and counting. And, and the Gilmore <laughs> situation that Goose just cited is a classic case in point of what's been going on there for a long time. You know, you get a good player, and then they can't keep him. Can't keep him. That's right. You know, well, That's then right. what chance do you have? You're always rebuilding. Right. Yep, you go down the list. Well, there's a team worse than Buffalo, and that's the Jets in the same state. But, man, they've been busy purging the roster of any, it seems like, every name veteran. Ron, how does Todd Bowles keep his job after this year? Uh, pictures of the owner in compromising positions with Russians. You know, unless they've agreed with, the, you know, going into the season that, that Bowles won't take the fall and have to walk the plank for what's happened, uh, then I think he's in trouble because the roster's bad. They have no quarterback, and we know what that's going to lead to, which a lot of losses and a lot of pressure right. and a lot of criticism. He can't win with these guys. But in the end, what happens? The Jets find a fall guy, and who is it usually? The coach. The coach. Hey, Gooseman, best part about this division? Oh, strictly as a, as a fan, it's a chance to watch the game's best coach and quarterback every week. Ron, best part about this division? That you only have to go to Buffalo once. <laughs> okay, what's the worst? Gooseman. We never see the worst part. That's going to Buffalo in January. Ron. Exactly. The worst is we have to go to Buffalo once. <laughs> It duffs all the chicken wings you can eat. Well, that means we're going to the best part about this segment, and that's Dr. Data, brought to you by Motel 6. Book online at the new motel6.com. We'll leave the light on for you. Rick Gosselin, of course, always leaves the light on for his patients. This week, Dr. Data, at least from what I've been told, Doc, you're going to address a subject that Patriots fans aren't going to like, right? Yes, sir. The Indianapolis Colts tried and failed with Peyton Manning. So did the Saints with Drew Brees, the Steelers with Ben Roethlisberger, and the Packers with Aaron Rodgers. All won NFL championships in the last 12 years. All failed to repeat. In fact, the last team to repeat was the Patriots, who won in both 2003 and 2004. The Patriots have had a chance to repeat since then and failed. Now it's New England's turn again, having captured that fifth Lombardi trophy last February. Winning championships has always been a tall mountain to climb, but winning consecutive championships is a much taller mountain. The Patriots captured the 51st Super Bowl. 16 of the previous 50 Super Bowl winners failed to even qualify for the playoffs the following season. Less than half of them managed to win division titles. Four defending champions lost in the wild card round of the playoffs. The following season, 11 lost in the semifinal round and seven more lost in conference championship games. So only 12 defending champs returned to the Super Bowl the following season but only eight managed to win there. That's a modest 16% rate of championship repetition. The Patriots captured their first Super Bowl in 2001, and they were bid to repeat 2002. They missed the playoffs for the 9-7 record. The Patriots also had a chance to repeat in 2015. After winning it all in 2014, they reached the AFC title game again in 2015, but lost to the eventual Super Bowl champion Broncos. Repeating is a tall order even for a team coached by Bill Belichick and quarterback by Tom Brady in the midst of a two-decade dynasty. The Patriots will enter the season once again as favorites, but history frowns on repeaters. 
Well, Gooseman, they may frown on repeaters, but if they do happen to repeat, Bill Belichick joins Vince Lombardi and Chuck Noll as the only coaches to do uh, do it back-to-back twice, meaning win NFL championships two years in a row twice. Does his feat surpass theirs in the salary cap era? In a run, I think it does because Lombardi and Noll both achieved their doubles with basically the same group of players. Lombardi had 11 Hall of Famers at Green Bay in the 60s. Hall had nine Hall of Famers uh, in Pittsburgh in the 1970s. If Belichick does it, the bookends will be more than a decade apart. Only one player remains from that the first part of the double. That would be Tom Brady. So Belichick's had to do it a second time with essentially a new team. Well, Gooseman, I understand what you're saying about the odds, but don't Brady and Belichick beat the odds? I mean, the last team to win back-to-back, Belichick and Brady. And Brady, in his 15 years where he's finished this season as a starter, some of those times he's gone to the Super Bowl. Well, I thought I thought the Packers, with that team, with Aaron Rodgers, I thought they'd do it. I thought the Steelers could do it. I thought Drew Brees could do it, and, and none did. The, the odds are against them. You know why? No Tom Brady. Hey, maybe the Patriots won't repeat, but we can, and we're going to have more on the AFC East when we check in with former Jets star Joe Klecko. That's coming up next. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Another reminder that the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. We're also brought to you by Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper and get a local or toll-free number or just bring your own. To see how it works, just go to grasshopper.com. With Quicken Loans, the outdated and complicated mortgage process is a thing of the past. Our simple process helps you understand all the details so you can be confident that you're getting the right mortgage. Take your mortgage to the next level and call 800-QUICKEN or go completely online with Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. No matter how you prefer to work with us, we've got what you need to get you through the mortgage process with ease. For seven years in a row now, J.D. Power has ranked Quicken Loans highest in the nation in customer satisfaction for primary mortgage origination. And for the third year in a row, they also ranked us highest in the nation for mortgage servicing. Whether you're looking to purchase or refinance, now is the time. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 3.875%, APR 4.23%. Call 800-QUICKEN or get started online at rocketmortgage.com. Apply simply, understand fully, mortgage confidently. For J.D. Power award information, visit jdpower.com. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org. Number 3030. Introducing the new Lucky Charm Shake at Burger King. It's a mix of hand-spun vanilla-flavored soft serve, tasty bits of Lucky Charm cereal, and memories of watching Saturday morning cartoons in your PJs. The new Lucky Charm Shake at Burger King. Relive your childhood in a cup. Maybe it's the magical marshmallow pieces flying up your straw. Maybe it's the magically delicious taste. Whatever the reason, it's a good reason to head over to a Burger King restaurant and try one now. Only at Burger King. Also, try the Fruit Loop Shake now at Burger King. Shakes available for a limited time only. Participation varies. Want a more colorful summer? Ask Sherwin-Williams and save 30% on paints and stains during the Great Summer Painting Party, June 18th through July 4th. With colors like Beach House, Julep, and Sunny Veranda, summer never looked better. Your neighborhood Sherwin-Williams paint store is right around the corner. Find it at sherwinwilliams.com slash save. Retail sales only. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. The crack of the bat, the cheer of the fans, basking in the sun on a summer day. Save now at Days Inn when you see your favorite team play. With over 1,600 locations, there's always a Days Inn nearby. Home or away with friends or family, bask in the sun at Days Inn. Stay two nights and save 20%, plus earn 1,000 Wyndham Rewards bonus points when you book at DaysIn.com. 
Terms and conditions apply. Progressive presents Mind Flowness with Flow. You are in the middle of the ocean on a raft, finding coverage options that fit your budget. As you listen to the ebb and flow of the tide, your budget, the ebb, our coverage, the flow. Why tetherball isn't considered a real sport? Unknown. Be at one with your budget with the Name Your Price tool. Visit Progressive.com today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and Clark Judge. Just a reminder, the Talk of Fame Network is sponsored by GEICO, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to GEICO.com. And you probably should have gone 15 minutes ago. Well, we promised you Joe Klecko, and he's here. Joe, of course, was he was the Swiss Army knife of defensive lineman, which should be great, except, you know what, it may be a reason he's not been enshrined in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. You see, Joe was a pro bowl player at three different positions, the only player ever to do that on defense, and one of only two, along with Frank Gifford, to do it at all. But that versatility, and I know this seems odd, but it seems to have contributed to his failure to reach the Pro Football Hall of Fame. At least we believe it has. And we wanted an expert's opinion. So we got an expert. We asked Joe if he would come on the show, and he agreed. Joe, thanks for being here. Let's qualify the expert first. (laughs) (laughs) I I hope I'm an expert at something. I don't know what it is yet. I'm still trying to figure that out. We're about to find out. (laughs) Uh, Well, I'll tell you what, Joe. We'll cut right to the chase. As Clark pointed out, you're the only defensive lineman to make Pro Bowl in three different positions. And many think that hurt you rather than helped you in the Hall of Fame. Do you believe that maybe that versatility hurt you in that regard? Uh, because it's so difficult to compare you to you know defensive all the defensive ends in the hall or all the tackles. Yeah, I do. I do. Uh, you know, I think uh, it kind of like Joe Delamalor brought it to my attention when somebody asked him that. One of the voters had asked him that, and he said, "You know, well, we don't know what he is." And uh, Joe, of course, Joe, who's a passionate guy at everything, was I'm sure you guys know. Yeah. Uh, you know, had, a, had an absolute hernia over it, and he, you know, he explained it. How could you dominate at three different positions and not understand that, you know, uh, the guys that played against, that I played against, you know, you know, they're the voices, I guess, that, you know, are not heard as much because I guess as a, as a reporter or as a analyst or as a person that, you know, watches the game, it couldn't possibly understand, you know, what, what I would be. But when Joe said, you know, uh, you know, it's not that, he played the three different positions. It says he dominated it, you know, and and I think that was a big uh, 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 statement by Joe because you know to bring it out of the woodwork because you know a lot of guys were hung up on that. Okay, Joe, you were a nose tackle, a tackle, and an end. Which one were you best at, and why? Well, I like three different. Th- I like different things about the the three different positions. My quickness at nose tackle. Because of the way I played it, you know, Bud Carson came in and he put me in a cock nose stance like he did with Joe Green. But with Joe Green, Joe Green played it in a four-man line. And all Joe had to do was cover that one gap and take off the ball. And, you know, uh, I had to take care of both A-gaps. And people would say, well, Joe, how did you do that? Like if you would line up on the right or the left, how did you take care of the opposite side? Well, my quickness... And then my strength involved with it got so, you know, I guess an advantageous part for me that it the centers 
I'd go right by him the other way. And they couldn't stand there because I was strong enough to just run him over. So I gave him fits on all these things I would do. And then, of course, at that time, Bud allowed me a lot of freedom. You know what I mean? So, you know, I, I think in my first year there, I had 10 sacks from the nose tackle position, which I think, you know, people would say was unheard of because of how I did it. And then at the end, I enjoyed my being short. Reason <laughs> being is, you know, Anthony Munoz used to refer to it, you know, I had this perfect technique he would talk about getting my hands inside. Well, what it was was these guys stood two, three, four inches taller than I was. And when I came off the ball, I stayed as low as I could anyway. You couldn't get under me. You, you, you couldn't do it. It was like almost impossible. And then again, there came that point where if I was, I had the strength to run you over, and if you would sit down and take me on, I'd run right around you. So I, I made a, a living out of both sides of it. Now, at defensive tackle, that was really basically a basic position that I thought my techniques were uh, – that, that's where I really uh, honed my techniques, I thought, at tackle, because, you know, I, I never let anybody get their hands in on me first, and I would always control whoever I was playing against. And uh, I remember John Hanna saying that to me one time, you know, that uh, I could never get to you. In other words, get into me or get around either side of me because I would come off the ball with my hands so quickly. So there was, you know, all three different things were advantageous. But the most, what I liked the most, and this is probably sickening, I love the nose tackle position. <laughs> because, yeah, because, you know, you know I, I'd go to get doubled sometimes and stuff like that. And I'd get away so quick and get off the ball, they wouldn't even touch me. And it would drive them nuts, you know. And then all I had to do was make them mad. And then they wanted to fire off so hard on me, and I'd make a sidestep one or the other, I wouldn't even be there. <laughs> so it, it really became a game with me at nose tackle to where I'd fire off the ball and bang. I was, I was stacking the whole thing up right there in the middle. My linebackers used to love, you know, I remember, I don't remember which one it was. We are actually playing New England. And uh, I went down inside to tackle. And, uh, you know, I always worried about winning. Winning was, winning was it. Because I always wanted to wear a Super Bowl ring. And that's one of the toughest things I have to deal with now. My son has three and I have none. You know, that's a very hard <laughs> thing to, for a father to deal with, you know. And uh, I remember playing and we're down and I was playing left tackle that game. And whoever it was were trying to, what they call, scoop me. You know, the, back, the, the guard would have to go out on the linebacker. I would never let that happen. I'd yank them down by their face mask. I'd pull them apart. I, or I'd get to the point first, you know. And my linebackers, because they, they didn't have this for a while, they're going, way to go, clack. You know, it's like yelling behind you like a movie. And, uh, you know, I always worried about keeping them guys clean because really, to me, in the run game, of course, the linebackers are the key because – they're going to get the ball quicker standing up than you are. But a lot of times, like I, I know I led the team in tackle two years in a row. So at, so there's a, there's, a, there's a definite side of me that enjoyed in, in, and then there's a definite side of me that enjoyed out. You know, you had this sort of weirdness of, of not only being a late-round draft pick in the NFL, but you had to play semi-pro football just to get to go to college. And, well, <laughs> you know, I've always sort of wanted to, you know, I was told you played under the assumed name of Jim Jones, for the uh, uh, Aston Knights there in Pennsylvania. So now that the statute of limitations have lapsed, did you get paid or did you not get paid? <laughs> no, 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 I was never really paid, no. Really? We, all we got was the dinner. You know, listen, I was like a giddy kid. 
you know, I really missed football. When I was out, I was out one year out of high school, and I missed it. And, he, and one of the guys who was an old-time high school player of mine, friend of mine, you know, he was a coach. He said, Joe, why don't you come out with these guys, you know? I'll tell you a funny story very seriously. I pulled up to the field, you know, it was just no stands or nothing, just the field. And I pulled up in a car, and I, these, all, these guys out there, big guys, and I'm like, to my wife, who was my girlfriend at the time, I said, I'm not going out there. And she actually took my keys and she threw them out the window. <laughs> I cursed My wife does that all the time. <laughs> so what I did was I, I had to go out and get them. And when I went out to get them, this guy, his name was Moose Moran, he called me, hey, Joe, come on over. And I'm like, I'm looking at my wife going, I'm going to kill you. you know, like, And you know what? It, it was the best thing ever happened to me because when I played semi-pro football, really, Wayne Harden came out to watch me play one quarter and give me a full scholarship. At that time, you didn't have to have all the things for the NCAA. You just needed a C average to be entering the college. And I had that, so it was easy. So then I went, that's how I got to go to Temple. Wow. Joe, i got a question for you. How, how frustrating is it to be a Hall of Fame caliber player, wait 25 years, and there's nothing you can do to help your cause? You're, you're relying on other. How frustrating is it to, to, to be overlooked like that? Well, can I tell you the honest truth? It's not frustrating at all for me. It's not frustrating one bit. Reason being is because you know, I, you know, uh, to me, it's, it's in God's hands. You know, I love all the guys there, and they're all friends of mine and everything. Everybody touts it to be I should be there. But the thing about it is, for me, is really I enjoyed the game. I am a student of the game. I love the game. To be in the Hall of Fame would be, of course, the piece de resistance. You know, you have your, you know, Red Grange, Bronco Nagurski, Chuck Benarek, who, of course, I, you know, idolized. I was from Philadelphia because I always uh, wanted to play for the Philadelphia Eagles. And, uh, you know, to be in the, the Football Hall of Fame would just be tremendous. That's why I keep the, 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 you know, the memory of it, the whole thing, that I could possibly be there someday. And and I, I don't, I don't maybe promote, I, I don't do that because, I don't know, it's just, you know, to me, it's just not right for me to say anything about it, you know. It's only right for other people to talk about it. If they want to, you know, I could never say what Anthony Munoz says about me. I, I could never do that, you know. Right. And it's it's not frustrating. You know, it's it's supposed to happen. You know, I believe that it'll happen. And if it's not supposed to happen, well, you know what? You know, I take my blows the way they come, and I, I walk I walk through life with it. That's all. That's the way it is. Hey, Joe, and, and we're speaking to former Jet star Joe Klecko on the Talk of Fame Network, and you can find us on the web at talkoffamenetwork.com or on Twitter at, at Talk of Fame Net. And, Joe, since you mentioned you said your son has the three Super Bowl rings and you have none, roughly 73% of Hall, Hall of Famers play in either Super Bowl winners or NFL champions. Do you think if the Jets had won a Super Bowl, your candidacy would have been looked on differently? Well, I think without a doubt, especially because of the earlier years, like my my. My real formidable young years, you know, I played, and the Steelers were a dominant factor. And I was playing in, and L.C. Greenwood was, you know, uh, one of the uh, guys in front of me all the time to be voted on. And I think I missed the Pro Bowl, I think, four times by, like, one vote, you know. And it was all because of recognition, okay? And, of course, my early years, their late 70s, until we went to the playoffs. In 1981, we finally went to the playoffs and got beaten the first round by Buffalo. But, uh, you know, until then, you know, we, we, we were, the, you know, the media coverage, of course, was not what it is now. And we were doormats. You know, we were the Jets. And nobody thought much of us at that time. And, you know, I mean, I play against guys, whoever was the tackle I played against at the time, because Joey goes, I just can't believe, you know, how, how strong you are 
and how how you come off the ball. And you know, those are the guys I'd get votes from, but I'd never hear from any of the guys on the West Coast or other the other conferences that I didn't play against because you know they had their their guys and their that they played against that were on Super Bowl team winning teams. And that's who you voted for. You know, when you sit down in the room and you vote for you didn't really know who to vote for. You voted for that guy because he won a Super Bowl, you know, or he mm-hmm. had a good stat year. Mm-hmm. And I never got any recognition from that until we started winning a little bit, you know. Right. And once we started going to playoffs, it came a little more. But, uh, yeah, I think, you know, uh, listen, you play in a Super Bowl, you draw attention. There's no doubt. And, uh, you know, that kind of attention doesn't hurt you. And we, ne- we never got that attention. Came close in, in 1982 in that uh, Dolphins AFC Championship game. Came close. Um, hey, Joe, we got to get running. Thanks so much for the time. you got two senior committee members on this phone call here. They're going to do what they can. But best of luck with your Hall of Fame candidacy. Well, guys, I appreciate it. You know, and it would be nice to have my – I have three kids that uh, never see me play. My wife and I started – we had a little generation come along. And uh, it would be nice to see that happen. So I appreciate your – time and thank you thanks joe. Yeah, joe well that was former new york jet star defensive lineman joe klecko and okay guys as i said you're on the senior committee joe klecko is a senior candidate level with me what are his chances of getting in or or nominated in the near future in the distant future or ever Gooseman? i think he's near the top of the queue because the senior committee's put out 57 players in its history only four franchises have not been represented the colts Jets, Chargers, and Oilers. Either Klecko or Winston Hill is your top guy from the Jets. And I think, uh, you know, we got Tinglehoff through the room the other uh, couple years back, and he was the first Viking. I think we owe it to the Jets, the Colts, and Chargers to cycle one of their players through. Yeah, I, th- I, I, I would agree with that. Uh, I think for me personally, the one problem I have with Klecko is that Fred Smurlis was better. You know, Fred Smurlis was arguably the best nose tackle of his time. I mean, they uh, other coaches will tell you they use his, his his video as training film. You know, his name never comes up at all. So I think that's a little tough for me. Uh, but Klecko certainly accomplished a lot. Well, it looks like we can wait on Joe Klecko, but we can't wait on our next commercial or the two minute drill. That's coming up right after this. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. This is Kevin Mawai, and you're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. With Quicken Loans, our simple process helps you understand all the details so you can be confident that you're getting the right mortgage. Call 800-QUICKEN or go completely online with Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 3.875%, APR 4.23%. Call 800-QUICKEN or get started online at rocketmortgage.com. Apply simply, understand fully, mortgage confidently. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org number 3030. Introducing the new Lucky Charm Shake at Burger King. It's a mix of hand-spun vanilla-flavored soft serve, tasty bits of Lucky Charm cereal, and memories of watching Saturday morning cartoons in your PJs. The new Lucky Charm Shake at Burger King. Relive your childhood in a cup. Maybe it's the magical marshmallow pieces flying up your straw. Maybe it's the magically delicious taste. Whatever the reason, it's a good reason to head over to a Burger King restaurant and try one now. Only at Burger King. Also, try the Fruit Loop Shake now at Burger King. Shakes available for a limited time only. Participation varies. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and Clark Judge. Hey, Derek, would you do us a favor? Would you tell Pereira to use that whistle? There you go. Thanks, Derek, and thanks, Mike. That's a signal. We're going to the two-minute drill brought to you, of course, by Burger King Breakfast. Ron, you've got it, so let's go. Okay, boys, Eric Decker says he's excited to be playing with Marcus Mariota. 
Should Marcos be excited about playing with Decker? Only if Eric Decker brings his wife to practice. After playing with the Jets, Decker would be excited to play with any NFL quarterback. <laughs> NFL teams now need to pay to only 89% of the cap. Shouldn't a cap fit 100% of the time? Not if you have a head the size of Roger Goodell. I wish my credit card companies felt that way. Tom Brady says his dream is to play football in China. What the hell kind of a dream is that? One that could make him the next Manchurian candidate. A pipe dream. Jared Goff says he has a handle on new coach Sean McVay's offense. Last year in limited action, he threw more picks than touchdowns and fumbled five times. Will he need a handle installed on the ball this year? No, Ron, but he could borrow some of Lester Hayes' glue. The judge. What he needs to get is a handle on those defenses that keep stealing his footballs. NFL media policy may allow starting quarterbacks not to speak to the media until the regular season without penalty. What kind of media policy is that? It's one crafted by the same people that suspended a starting quarterback for general knowledge of something, i.e. it's stupid. The NFL has truly become a league of denial. Is Christian Hackenberg likely to become the Jets quarterback this fall? Nope. Jets are running the single wing, Ron. Only if the Jets are in true tank mode. Kids who bring their report card to Marshawn Lynch's apparel store in Oakland get free haircuts. Are they going scissors mode? Well, they're not going there to talk to Marshawn. It's better than giving the kids a free bag of Skittles. If Kirk Cousins refuses to sign an extension and the Redskins franchise him again next year, it will cost them $34.47 million in 2018. Should he sign a guarantee or wait him out and play for $23.94 million guaranteed this year? You should sit out and watch him go 0-16. Sign the contract. The guaranteed money alone will be better than the $35 million he stands to make in 2018. Now that the Chargers have officially left San Diego, Qualcomm Stadium is now without a tenant or a name. Got any suggestions? Yeah, I do. Waste Management Stadium. Jack Murphy Stadium. We'd like to thank Stefan Gilmore, Adam Gase, and Joe Klecko for joining us, Derek Burns for producing us, and you for listening to us. If you'd like to hear this or any podcast, just go to our website, that'd be talkoffamenetwork.com, or beam us up on iTunes or your podcast app. Otherwise, look for us on this station and at this time next week. We'll be here, and we hope you will be, too. With Quicken Loans, the outdated and complicated mortgage process is a thing of the past. Our simple process helps you understand all the details so you can be confident that you're getting the right mortgage. Take your mortgage to the next level and call 800-QUICKEN or go completely online with Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. No matter how you prefer to work with us, we've got what you need to get you through the mortgage process with ease. For seven years in a row now, J.D. Power has ranked Quicken Loans highest in the nation in customer satisfaction for primary mortgage origination. And for the third year in a row, they also ranked us highest in the nation for mortgage servicing. Whether you're looking to purchase or refinance, now is the time. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 3.875%, APR 4.23%. Call 800-QUICKEN or get started online at rocketmortgage.com. Apply simply, understand fully, mortgage confidently. For J.D. Power award information, visit jdpower.com. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org, number 3030. Introducing the new Lucky Charm Shake at Burger King. It's a mix of hand-spun vanilla-flavored soft serve, tasty bits of Lucky Charm cereal, and memories of watching Saturday morning cartoons in your PJs. The new Lucky Charm Shake at Burger King. Relive your childhood in a cup 
Maybe it's the magical marshmallow pieces flying up your straw. Maybe it's the magically delicious taste. Whatever the reason, it's a good reason to head over to a Burger King restaurant and try one now. Only at Burger King. Also, try the Fruit Loop Shake now at Burger King. Shakes available for a limited time only. Participation varies. Want a more colorful summer? Ask Sherwin-Williams and save 30% on paints and stains during the Great Summer Painting Party, June 18th through July 4th. With colors like Beach House, Julep, and Sunny Veranda, summer never looked better. Your neighborhood Sherwin-Williams paint store is right around the corner. Find it at sherwinwilliams.com save. Retail sales only. Some exclusions apply. See store for details.